Hello, welcome to MLB DFS Today. I'm your host, Tim Sim. I'm here to break down some of the Wednesday action in Major League Baseball on DraftKings. Uh, and this is actually going to be the last regular season edition of the show. By this time next week, we're going to be in some of those wildcard matchups. So this is our last week to tackle some of these big slates, some of these massive player pools. Bigger player pools means higher variance, more potential winning lineups out there. So come this time next week, it's going to have to be a lot more refined. you got to make less mistakes to place in the money. But before we get into the action in Wednesday's games, I want to give a shout out to the NFL DFS team. Keith and Mike LaFamina have been killing it. Mike had a massive payday on Monday. And if you were tailing his picks, you would have had a massive payday too. So make sure you stay up to date on this feed. His pods come out on this same feed. So if you're subscribed to this show, you will get those shows as well. Make sure you're listening to him and make sure you follow his picks. I mean, he's going to be dropping winners all year long. I know he's been dropping winners already, so definitely stay up to date on that. Uh, if you need help in your fantasy football leagues, check out the website. They're scouring the waiver wire so that you don't have to, giving you sleepers. Fantasy football is one on the waivers, and these guys are doing an incredible job trying to give you the keys to victory in your fantasy football league. If you play fantasy basketball and you don't already know, you better get to know. The fantasy basketball draft tracker has dropped, is a part of the fantasy pass. If you haven't signed up for that, definitely do it. And if you haven't played fantasy basketball, this is a great year to start. I've been playing fantasy basketball for 17 years, but I've never felt as confident as I do this year going into the draft, thanks to some of the tools and the content available on the Sports Ethos website. Uh, the draft tracker is going to be a total game changer. There's no other way to put it. So uh, definitely go check that out. Sign up for the Fantasy Pass. Sign up for the DFS Pass. We got an entire season of NBA DFS ahead of us. We got the rest of the year in the NFL. We got the postseason for baseball, and we even got hockey coming up. Uh, so check out everything on the Sports Ethos website. Uh, with, with that said, let's get into some of these Wednesday games. I want to start by talking about overall strategy heading into this slate. You can play this slate a few different ways. You can go with one of your higher priced pitchers and some cheaper bats, but you're going to be very cash strapped if you do that. Uh, Garrett Cole is the ch chalk pitcher on the board at $12,000 and that's for good reason I mean he's second in ERA fifth in total strikeouts he is going against the Blue Jays who he crushed in his last start and he went eight innings he struck out nine and only gave up two hits uh, to the tune of 40 fantasy points so if you have him in your lineup and he has a performance like that you're going to be in the money for sure so that's why he's priced at that level but the other pitcher in this game Jose Barrios I think is who I'm going to target over Cole just because of the massive price difference Barrios is at 8600 and the matchup against the Yankees I mean the Yankees lead the league in total strikeouts over the past month um, so it's going to give you a lot of a lot more roster flexibility uh, you're talking about a slate where we have the Dodgers in Coors Field. Uh, we got the Cubs and the Braves in uh, what should be a barn burner as well because they don't have some of their best pitchers on the mound. So you're, you're going to want to play some higher priced bats in this slate for sure. Uh, and just playing Cole or Pablo Lopez or Framber Valdez is going to restrict you from being able to play some of those higher priced bats. We, we're seeing hitters 
priced at six thousand and above. You know, some Ronald Acuna's at seven thousand. Mookie's at around sixty-seven hundred. It's almost seven thousand. So, if you go with one of the higher priced guys uh, on the mound, you're gonna be cash trapped. And that's why I think Barrios is probably the most expensive pitcher that I would play. I think you can get a lot of good value down the line. You're talking about um, Matt Waldron for the Padres, the knuckleballer who's going against the Giants. Uh, Waldron struck out nine in his last appearance. He's been pretty solid. Uh, He started against the Giants in August, and he was okay. He went only five innings, but only gave up three hits. And uh, that was for 16 points at $7,000. Uh, if you get 16 points out of the pitcher spot and you can get some of those massive bats in your lineup, I think that's probably the way to go. Um, you can even look at Emmett Sheehan. Again, his night might be short, but he got he has an easy matchup against the Rockies. So if you go with some of these cheaper pitchers, it just gives you so much more flexibility with your batters. And uh, in a bigger Wednesday slate, I think that's where I prefer to go as opposed to putting all your money on Cole or Pablo Lopez. And if, if they don't hit, then you're kind of screwed. So you have a lot more um, potential outcomes in your favor if you go with a cheaper pitcher i mean it's again if cole has a a amazing game like he did in his last start uh you're gonna you're gonna win or at least be in the money but uh you just putting too many of your eggs in one basket is the way i'll put it let's talk about this cubs braves game uh, we saw the Cubs blow a good Justin Steele start. They were up 6 nothing and they lost the game. Seiya Suzuki had an unfortunate error in the outfield. He dropped a routine fly ball, and the Braves scored two runs with two outs, and uh, that was all she wrote. Braves win the game. The Brewers win the NL Central on that. Um, but Seiya Suzuki should not feel bad. His bat has kept the Cubs in the in the wild card race. I mean, in the month of September, he's been hitting 375. He scored 17 runs. He's had 22 ribbies, seven home runs, which is some great power for him. Um, so he he has been a, a key contributor to this Cubs offense. So even if he did, he was responsible for the Braves scoring a few runs. Um, he is too good of a player to let that get to him. He's only 4,300, which I feel like is great value for him with how well he's been hitting. Uh, so I, I think he's a good play. The Braves are starting Darius Vines, who's who's super green. So Cody Bellinger is another member of this Cubs lineup who I will probably be targeting. He's under 6,000 for the first time in a long time. He had a three-hit game on Tuesday. So I think some of these Cubs probably uh, come out swing in. I think they, they're probably going to take this one. Jamison Tyon's on the mound, and he's been, he's been a little bit better. Uh, the Cubs team ERA has been one of the best in the league over the last month. And uh, he's one of the reasons why he's a little inconsistent. But if he has a good game, I think they're going to be in a good spot. Um, but if you want to play some Braves bats, 
I can't advise against that. Tyon is a right-hander, and who leads the league in hits against right-handed pitching this year? It's Ronald Acuna. Who leads the league in extra base hits against right-handed pitching? It's Matt Olson. Ronald Acuna right behind him. It's second. Austin Riley is 10th with extra base hits against right-handed pitching. So uh, of the three, Riley is the cheapest at 5,300. The other two guys are over 6,000, and Matt Olson is at that first baseman spot which is kind of a tricky spot um, because you got Freddie Freeman going as well who has a matchup in Coors he homered on Tuesday Um, so between the two guys you got Olsen going against a righty who he's crushed all year or you got Freddie Freeman you can even play Cody Bellinger at that first baseman spot so there's a lot of potential for power in that first baseman spot not a ton of value to be had in this game. Everybody on the Braves is kind of a known commodity, uh, except Kevin Pillar has been getting some run out there. So if he's out there, he's under 3,000. Uh, he, he's got some power. He's got two home runs in the last two games. So uh, he, he could be worth a play if he is in the lineup. But other than that, you're going to have a hard time finding value. If you want to play a Cubs stack, uh, you could look at Jan Gomes maybe. He had some crucial defensive plays. Uh, late in the game on Tuesday. So for that game, I'm thinking high offense with the pitching matchup between the two. So uh, there is a potential for rain in that one. So just make sure you keep an eye out if if that game is rained out. Uh, it could throw this entire slate into chaos because I feel like a lot of DFS players will be targeting that game as one of the higher scoring ones. Uh, we saw 13 runs in the game on Tuesday with two of the better pitchers on the mound for these two clubs. So uh, just keep an eye out for rain in that one. And I mentioned the Dodgers are in Coors Field. They played a doubleheader on Tuesday, lost the first game, and in the second game came back and only scored 11 runs. Uh, so they, they did so with only one home run. So a a lot of runners on the base path in that one. We should see that again on Wednesday. Noah Davis is starting for the Rockies. He is a right-hander, so we're going to see that left-sided platoon come out for the Dodgers. Uh, and these price, these salaries uh, are inflated because of the matchup at Coors. This is something that we've seen all year. You're talking about a guy like Colton Wong who's at 3,400. He's got a 169 batting average, and he's the cheapest guy available for the Dodgers at 3,400. So that tells you how these price makers feel about this Dodgers offense going into this game. I would probably go with J.D. Martinez, who got the night off. He played in the early game, but he got the night off. And um, he's been amazing in September since he's come back from injury on September 8th, not even a full month. He's already got... 20 ribbies and six home runs, uh, 375 batting average, 1.2 OPS. So he's been super important part of this Dodgers lineup. Max Muncie is also worth the play. Uh, he's at 5,400. So he's a full thousand cheaper than Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts. And you're getting a similar production out of these guys. James Altman, a four hit game on Tuesday. He's at 4,500. Uh, he he's a left-hander as well, going against the young Noah Davis, uh, who doesn't have that many starts. He's got uh, seven starts this season and uh, an ERA at 8.7. So this Dodgers lineup could be in for a big night, and he could be in for a short night. So 
I think as many Dodgers bats as you can fit into your lineup. And that's part of the reason why I want to go with some cheaper pitching because you want to fit some of these inflated prices into your roster. And I'll fit as many as I can on this Dodgers side. We should talk about some of these playoff adjacent matchups we have. Uh, I'm going to talk about them together because they are very similar. The Padres and the Giants battling it out and the Astros and the Mariners. Uh, something we're seeing in these series is low scoring games. Uh, but all, all four of these teams are kind of fighting for the playoffs, less so in the Padres Giants game. But uh, I, I think you can play pitchers on both sides of this Padres Giants game. Sean Manaya uh, is a makeshift starter, a, a bullpen guy, but he's been getting a lot more run just because of how well he's performed lately. Uh, his last three starts, he's gone over 15 outs, but it's a risky play for sure. But that's why he's only 6,000. We saw Juan Soto hit two home runs in Tuesday's game. I think he's matchup proof, so you can play him. He's having an unbelievable month and a really under-the-radar season. 35 home runs and 108 RBIs this year. Uh, 25 of those RBIs came in September. 21 runs scored on his own in September. So uh, I think he's matchup proof and he's under 5,000. So that's good value for him. Uh, Xander Bogart's also having an incredible month. Uh, he's hitting over 400 in September. Kind of salvaged his year, to be honest. Uh, he was having a disappointing season, but uh, almost 40 hits in the month of September. Uh, that's going to get it done. If you want to play him at the shortstop position, you can. On the Giants side, it's it's less sure where their offense is going to come from. I, I I wouldn't really play anybody on the Giants side, to be honest, uh, although you could maybe find good value in a, a Lamont Wade Jr., but they, they've had... They've struggled to produce offensively, but Lamont Wade is 3,400. Uh, we got the knuckleballer on the mound for the Padres. He's a right-hander, so maybe you go with the lefty against the righty. Uh, in the Houston-Seattle game, uh, that's been a tight matchup. Seattle finally is going to win a game on Tuesday. Uh, that breaks a, a big skid for them. Um, they saw their first lead in 40 innings uh, when they took the lead in this one, so... They're, they're desperate right now. Uh, they're going to go against Framber Valdez. If you want to play a Seattle stack, I mean, we saw Valdez struggle against the Royals. Um, he's kind of been inconsistent, uh, but when he's bad, he, he's, he gets tattooed. Um, so if you want to play a Seattle stack in one in like a quarter lineup or something uh, as a flyer, I think that's a good play. I mean, you can play some of the bigger bats and then play Cal Raleigh. Uh, you can go. They got cheap guys. They got Mike Ford at three thousand, uh, Canzoni at under three thousand. Uh, if he is in the lineup, uh, he's got some power potential there. Um, so maybe if you want to play a stack against Valdez and you, you like where the Mariners are going, uh, you can do that. Uh, but I wouldn't play that as my primary lineup, maybe just on the side. But um, but yeah, that's a fun series. That's that's a playoff series there. So we'll see which of these two teams is able to squeeze into the postseason. Maybe both of them. Um, but with that said, that's this slate. If you have any questions about the slate, Got any recs or you just want to chat? Hit me up at MeetTimSim on Twitter or X. Uh, check out my work at sportsethos.com. Check out the Fantasy Pass. Check out the DFS Pass. 
but that's going to be the show. I'll see you guys in the postseason, and good luck out there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.